This is Utah Jazz Playoff Basketball on the Zone Sports Network. The Utah Jazz are back in action tonight, looking to take a two-game-to-nothing lead over the L.A. Clippers after their 112-109 win on Tuesday night. Tip-off is at 8 o'clock tonight. Pre-game coverage starts at 7 on the Zone. When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every moment on the Zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. <laughs> This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Mo DeKill coming up here momentarily. Uh, Mo founded the jumpball.net, uh, works for the Bleacher Report, does podcasts for The Athletic, and uh, he's former video coordinator for the Clippers. So we'll get his thoughts on uh, what to expect for game number two. I think both teams will play better. Today. Yeah, yeah, I would expect so. Yeah, I would expect but you never know. I mean, I, I've been surprised so many times in the playoffs where I expected one thing and saw another. I That's what makes it so interesting, actually. Uh, yeah, I, w- I would agree. In fact, uh, just to talk about this for a second, because the game's going to start coming up at 5.30, but uh, I'm surprised the Bucks haven't put up more of a fight against yeah. the Nets. Yeah, they look they look like they're in trouble. Which and... Was it was it Sam or was it Mannix? Who was talking about how the this was going to be a close series, Bucks-Nets, and thought even the Bucks might be able to come out on top? Might have been. Might have been any, any one of them. I can't remember. Maybe it was Howard. But anyway, it could have been. It has not appeared that way thus far. No, I mean what the Nets have done offensively is and defensively. That's the thing about it. I mean, you've seen some good performances. What the Bucks score in the last game? Eighty-six points, something like that. I mean, come on. Now, Gordon, your uh, your guy, the Magic Vegas predicting wizard, mm-hmm. has Milwaukee favored by three and a half tonight. Yeah, that's well. They're going home. You would expect them to sort of bounce back with some desperation. But after that last game, it was so one-sided. I mean, they fell behind by 49 points, Jake. (laughs) They looked completely discombobulated at both ends of the floor. So, yeah, we'll see. They're they're better than they've shown. And so I would expect them to play better in front of their home. Home fans, do they have a full building the way the Jazz do now? I'm not sure. Yeah, me neither. Not not sure at all. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get out to the zone phone. Uh, We mentioned uh, he's founder of the jumpball.net, does work for the Bleacher Report as well as podcast uh, for The Athletic and former NBA video coordinator for the Clippers. He's Mo Dakeel with us here on The Big Show. Mo, what's going on? Oh, not a whole lot, guys. How about yourself? Hey, we're doing great. Uh, playoff time around here is is really, really fun. And this uh, series, I mean, game one was was just terrific. In fact, what did you take away from game number one? I thought it was um, a really clear example of one team won in game five and one team won in game seven. You know, I think the fatigue really set in for the Clippers and give the Jazz credit. 
they came out and, and were ready to roll, even though they didn't make shots in the beginning. And, you know, when you look at it and the Jazz miss, what was it, 21 straight shots in the first quarter but are only down seven, you kind of look at it when your Clipper is kind of just going like, uh-oh, we might have problems. <laughs> so I guess that's, that's good news uh, for the Jazz that they can play much better than they did in that first game. But, and the good news for the Clippers is they probably feel the same way about themselves at both ends of the floor. Yeah, I mean, it, when, you, when you look at it in that sense, it, it, it is a thing where the Jazz get to walk away saying like, hey, there are, we won the game, but there are still things we can improve on and really make a, a, a difference to start out better in the first half. If you're the Clippers, you're just looking around going like, hey, we just came off an emotional game seven. We were uh, a bit gassed and had to travel. It's not um, a big excuse or anything, but it's the first game, I think, since January that they've played in the mountain time zone. So it kind of might have messed up their rhythms there a little bit. And then also, you know, Donovan Mitchell just completely went ballistic in the second half of that game and, and took over. And I think that's, you know, something that if you're the Clippers, you're going like, we think we could handle that better in game two. Well, expand on that a little bit, if uh, if you will, Mo, because uh, that was a big thing going into this series that I thought, you know, the Clippers have so many really great wing defenders that they were going to be able to throw a lot at Donovan. And uh, it certainly didn't matter in the third quarter, obviously. But uh, was that something that surprised you? It did a little bit in the sense of, you know, he was giving it to everybody. I mean, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Nicholas Batum, anybody who was guarding it was, was getting it from him. But then down the stretch, they were able to lock in and attack Luke Kennard. I was surprised, surprised excuse me, I was surprised Kennard was playing as many minutes down the stretch and in the fourth quarter because it gave the Jazz the perfect target. And even though Kawhi was on him, they would set a high screen and basically get the switch. And now you have Luke Kennard versus Donovan Mitchell, which is a matchup Donovan should win almost all the time. So, Mo is a former uh, Clippers video coordinator. What else did you see from a technical standpoint in that game that the Clippers can do to make uh, further adjustment? Yeah, I think the Clippers need to do a better job of limiting paint penetration. You know, it wasn't just Donovan Mitchell, although once he got going, it became a very Donovan Mitchell-centric game. I think, you know, the the goal for them is they got to find ways to keep McDonavich from driving into the paint, keeping uh, Joe Ingles and those guys kind of driving into the paint. And it's tough with the pick-and-roll game that the Jazz have. But when those guys get in the paint, it opens everything up into kickouts for three-pointers and things like that. It even opens out the, the second drive into the paint, which is usually what becomes the most dangerous play. So I think that's an area where I think the Clippers' point-of-attack defense across the board, not just on Donovan Mitchell, will have to be improved in order for them to take game two. And then what do you think the Jazz can do from a technical standpoint to be more effective? They only shot 40%. Yeah, I mean, the easy answer is, eh, shoot better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, the 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 thing I, I think the Jazz got to get to is continue to keep the ball moving. You know, when when it sticks in one, one person's hands, it becomes a, a, a slowdown game, and they're not able to, to, to get the open threes that they're able to get. A lot of it comes from the ball movements, and 
it's almost it's going to sound silly because it's almost the exact opposite of the Clippers, right? Keep attacking the paint, um, keep getting into the paint, and 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 finding those open shooters, forcing that relief defense to collapse in on you a bit, and finding those shooters and finding the kickouts to Bogdanovich, to Ingles, to O'Neal, um, to Mitchell, all those guys. You need to keep continuing to put the pressure on the Clippers. You can't let up right now. Uh, Coach Lou uh, indicated yesterday that uh, he was uh, so impressed with Rudy on defense that he would make some adjustments. What are your thoughts on on the game Rudy Gobert had in Game One? I mean, Rudy was was just a. Uh, 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 I'm trying to find the right word, but I guess just to put, he was just a linchpin defensively in the sense of he was just there in the paint every time those guys drove, and he was there to to shut them down. It just makes it so much more difficult. Even if he doesn't have big block numbers, guys come in there and they see it's Rudy Gobert and they immediately take a U-turn and start getting out of the paint. You know, I think that that has become the the issue for a lot of teams when they come up against the Jazz is how do you attack Rudy? And I think the Clippers got to do a better job of trying to draw him outside on the perimeter. Now, he's improved as a defender on, on, on guarding guys on the perimeter, but they got to try to get him in opportunities where he has to take Kawhi Leonard or Paul George on the perimeter. That becomes the challenge and, 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 and becomes very difficult for Gobert. And from that, they can't be afraid to attack him in the paint. they got to try to draw some fouls on him, you know, one way or the other. And, and part of that is when you go into the paint, you have to go up strong, you know, knowing that, hey, there's a chance it might get blocked, but I also got to try to get a foul call here. Well, maybe you answered this partially already, but how can the Clippers take advantage of the fact that Mike Conley isn't playing so far? Yeah, I mean, it's just a a, a blow for the Jazz in the sense of it's it's a hurt to to their depth and, and and their rotations. You know, for the Clippers, I would say they should they should try to run a little bit more, but they're probably working on tired legs, so it's not like they can try to make the Jazz have to go deeper into their rotations. And, and, and dig in for a couple of other guys. You know, I, I, I don't have a, a clear-cut answer. I think it's just they got to continue doing what they're going to do. It, it, it makes it easier for them. It's one less person they have to worry about getting into the paint, attacking them, and making it difficult. You know, it, it's just one less guy for the Clippers to have to deal with. So, Mo, you've mentioned a couple of times fatigue on the part of the Clippers. I'm curious to know, how how long does it take these great athletes to recover? I mean, going that seven games against the Mavs and the Jazz had uh, a much easier situation in five games against uh, Memphis. So how long does it take these guys to recover? And, and are, should they be better suited to not have that problem tonight? Yeah, I think they'll be more acclimated tonight. You know, it's not just having to play game seven. It's, it's, it's playing game seven, traveling on Monday, play the game on Tuesday, right? So there's a, a little bit of like an adjustment period there. I, I imagine they probably didn't do much yesterday. If you're the Clippers, they probably ran through some film, had optional court time for anybody that wanted to get to the gym between whatever, you know, two-hour window to get shots up and things like that. But I don't think they really did much practice-wise because you want to keep the guys off their legs. And, 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 and I think we'll see a more energized Clipper team in game two just because, you know, a, a little more chance to get their legs under them and things like that. And then also seven-game series are, are taxing 
you know, mentally as well. You know, there's there's a lot of stress with it. And when you look at how the Clippers went down 0-2, there was a ton of stress in this series, down 3-2, you know, for, for them. And everybody had their eyes on them and, and was ready to really go at them. So, you know, I think it, it's not surprising they lost game one. If you're the Clippers, you're looking at it going like, hey, we had a shot at the end to tie it. You know, I, I got to feel pretty good if you're the Clippers. Any chance we see more of the, the traditional big lineups out of the Clippers and go they go away from the small ball a little bit? I think they'll start out with Zubac, um, and that's just a, a pure guess on my part. We'll know in a little bit when the when they announce their lineups and the press conferences and things. But I think Zubac did a good job, you know, in the paint also. I think he had about three blocks. I think they did a good job kind of keeping things going. I think we'll see a bit more big guys, but I think ultimately in the end – if the Clippers want to have to make Gobert to defend on the perimeter, it's hard to do it when you have Zubac or even DeMarcus Cousins, who they played in game one. I think you're you're going to look to them trying to play a smaller lineup. And I think that's where the loss of Serge Ibaka has been really big for the Clippers because that was the role he was supposed to play. Well, what's your evaluation of Ty Lue? I think he's a great coach. I think he he doesn't get a lot of credit, I think, this tends to happen with guys who coach, you know, super superstars and win a championship. We want to give the credit to the star and not the coach. I think he's a great coach. He's done a phenomenal job with everything. But my, I have my quarrels. I have my, my, my beefs. I wish he would play Terrence Mann a little bit more. But overall, I think he has a good feel for the team. The guys respond to him. I think he's, he's everything you, you want in the coach. He was who I thought should have gotten the job right away. So I thought this was the perfect fit for him. So just to further that thought a little bit, Mo, is he a good fit for Kawhi Leonard? Because Kawhi's personality is so, you know, use the word unique. I mean, I, I <laughs> haven't seen many other players like him from a personality standpoint. Uh, I, I would imagine by your take there, you think they're a pretty good fit together. Yeah, I think so. And, and, and here's the honest thing is, we don't really know what would be a good fit for Kawhi, right? right? We barely right. know Kawhi, right. <laughs> you know. Um, you know, I, I, I would argue Pop would have been a good fit. I would argue by winning a championship, Nick Nurse is a good fit. <laughs> you know, like there's there's a lot of that stuff. But I think having a guy that, that's been in these battles with Ty Lue, who's won championships as a player, been through these things, I think helps. Kawhi kind of understand things here, you know, uh, helps him relate to Kawhi a little bit more, a little bit easier, and a little bit of younger generation that, than Doc Rivers even. So I think this is a, a, a good fit for now, and, and we'll, we'll see. But it seems like they, they respond. I mean, look at the games Kawhi gave them in games six and seven. Well, can you explain – Who's Paul George as a competitor? Uh, it's uh, he, he gets me so confused because I see his talent and then I see the way he plays sometimes and then I feel like I should call him George Paul. I, I, I don't know who he is. Yeah, it's a little bit it's, – it's, it, listen, he's, he's beyond talented, right? Like we know all the skills he has and, 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 and really solid two-way player and, and things like that. I kind of think he's a little bit of a front runner. When it's going well, he's going great, you know. But when it's bad, it's it's. I'm I'm curious to see where he comes back from. You know, it tends to just, you know, he, he compounds mistakes when it's going bad. So you know, it's it's a bit frustrating in that sense with the up and down of it with Paul George. And you know, he's gotten a pretty unfair shake here from 
for just in general. Part of it is he, he, he makes comments sometimes that you, you just sort of roll your eyes. But the, the, the element of it is Paul George is, is, is a bit of an enigma, but when it's going well, he's going to be there for you. And, look, he struggled in game one and then hit that big three to cut it down to three. So, um, you know, he, it's, we got to see him kind of persevere here a little bit and, and push through. But for me, he's kind of a front runner, and that worries me. Well, Mo, thank you very much for dropping uh, by the show and giving us a little insight. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you guys for having me. Thanks, Mo. Mo DeKeel, uh, founder of thejumpball.net, uh, does some work for the Bleacher Report podcast for The Athletic, former NBA video coordinator for the Clippers and the Spurs. You asked a tough question. Is is Ty Lue the right coach for Kawhi Leonard? Because n- who is the right coach? Yeah, he. I mean, he had a really good answer because he said, I mean, do we even know who Kawhi Leonard is or who would be a good fit? You would think you know, Greg Popovich would be a good fit for most players. but You know, Kawhi Leonard's like the uh, Greta Garbo of NBA players. Who's, uh, are you talking about Greta Van Susteren? Greta, who's Greta Garbo? Here we go again. I can't believe you guys don't know who Greta Garbo is. She's, she was, uh, she was like. Oh, the famous golfer. She was, (laughs) she she was a, an actor who was famous for, not speaking. I should have and, saved a wild card. And being mysterious. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I've it, heard it, the name. I just You have heard the I've name. I've heard the name. Other than from me? Uh-huh. Oh. So you were just playing dumb? Uh, well, wait a minute. I was just about to say something really mean, and I stopped. Hey! <laughs> we're making progress. We are making progress. I, that, that mean thing came to mind, and then, uh, you know what? Just not going to say it. Austin had no clue who Greta Garbo was, and then a bunch of our listeners started uh, you know, saying they didn't know who Greta Garbo was, and I was, I was really surprised. That's all. Austin still doesn't know who Greta Garbo was. In fact, Austin is denying that she ever existed. I don't know about that, but if if her face was on the TV, I wouldn't know it was her. Okay. Would you know Marlene Dietrich? I know the name, but I don't think I'd recognize her, no. Because, you know. Jane Manfield? No. Okay. Are any of them living? He's he's Mr. Movie. I thought he knew. They're not living, right? Um, No, I don't think so. Yeah. We ready for the how about, how about like uh, what's, what was her name? Olivia De Havilland. Never heard of her. Lawrence Olivier. <laughs> I'm glad you know who he was. All right. Would you rather? Jazz tickets. Are we ready? Are we ready? Never been more ready. <laughs> I would agree with that. Tried to start into it about five minutes ago. <laughs> Sorry. We were talking about uh, Derek Garbo or something. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, this is the final Gordon Would You Rather, and we will get a winner uh, coming up uh, in the 530 segment. So here's the, the fourth installment of Gordon Would You Rather. Keep in mind, you have to have the other three correct to win tickets to tonight's so game. So after I, after I answer this one, they're not. it's not like you're, the light is turning green for them to call in as soon as I answer this. How would you prefer to do it, Austin? We'll call for the callers at the beginning of the next segment. How about that? Uh, so, wait, are we taking them, their answers in the next segment? Yeah, yeah. Then they need to call during this break. Okay. All right. So, after Gordon gives the answer, go ahead and call in. 
Austin, all four, all four answers. Austin will put the 12th mm-hmm. caller on hold. They'll get the first crack at it. And then we'll we'll have some other callers waiting in the wings if they don't get the answers right. Okay. Okay. Are you ready for the I, fourth and final? Gordon, would you rather? I think I am. Would you rather get a big Lakers neck tattoo? Like whole neck, L-A-K-E-R-S. And no removal. It's just yours. Or? Or walk from here? To Mexico. <laughs> wow. Wait a minute. How am I going to walk from here to Mexico? Do, do I have a month? Yeah, as long as you uh, want. Do I have a year? Yeah, whatever. However long it takes you. See, well, you got to walk. Let's see. Let me see here. I will get a Lakers tattoo on my forehead. L-A-K-E-R-S. Lakers neck tattoo. Or walk from here to Mexico. Any time of year. Any time oh, of year, you, you can take as long as you want. You can you can stay at hotels <laughs> at night, but you've got to walk. No transportation None. other than no your sk- bipeds. No skateboard. No car. No Uber. No plane. You got to walk. Wow. Well, I just uh, I just googled the distance from where we are now to Mexico, and apparently there's a city in Missouri called Mexico. That's not what and we're that, looking that's for. That's uh, 1,209 miles, so that might, uh, let's see. Uh, hmm. I would imagine you'd take the Arizona route, right? Directly south, walk through Arizona. It's a pleasant jaunt especially for an iguana. Especially let's see. The Mexico-United States border, uh, you know, doesn't really say how far. That, that, that's got to be... Here, wait a second. Hold on. I'm still trying to figure this out. Say something. You mean say something? Do you need to know exactly how far it is? Yeah. To make up your mind here? Let's see. Distance between Salt Lake City and Tijuana is 637 miles. Okay, you could probably find a shorter route, but that's probably that's probably about right. So big old Lakers tattoo that you can't remove on your neck. I'm walking to Mexico. You are not. Yeah. Stop it. I'm walking to Mexico. Stop it right now. You, Viva you, la Mexico. You wouldn't survive. Uh, look, this is what. You're I, this not is, a hardy soul. You would th- not th- live. This is what I would do. I would do it over a year, and I would stop and stay in hotel rooms on my way. But you would walk all day, every day for a year. Do I want a Lakers tattoo across my neck for the rest of my life? L-A-K-E-R-S. I bet you kind of (laughs) do. I love L.A. No, I'd buy myself a big old hat and walk to Mexico. (laughs) You better believe I would. You wouldn't make it. You really wouldn't. Now, if you made me do it in like a grass skirt or something, I probably wouldn't do that. But, I, yeah, I'm walking to Mexico. So you'd take a death sentence over getting a Lakers no, tattoo. No, I told you. I'd walk like five miles a day. You wouldn't make it. You don't think so? No. If I had a year? No. It's, what is it, four, five, six hundred miles? There's That's some more than that, isn't it? And there's well, some... it's a Tijuana from here. It's 637 miles. I thought it was more than that, too. But if I went straight down through Arizona. But you realize there's not a hotel like every, you know, mile or two. There's a 
there's a story that says four ways to travel to Mexico, train, plane, bus, and automobile. You'd be walking in this. In this I can't believe you'd take. Can the, I skateboard? No. <laughs> can't believe you'd take just walking to Mexico. All right, there you go. That is the final Gordon Would You Rather. Line up the calls now if you know all four answers to Gordon's Would You Rathers. We'll get a winner. Go, uh, the winner is going to the game. We'll get that coming up in the next segment. But uh, right now, let's jump out to the zone phone. Joining us now, our friend Dr. Johnson from Premier Wave Therapy. And, Doctor, there's a, a lot of ways that you're helping our listeners, right? Yep, yep. We're running a especially, you know, grand opening special $300 off, but in honor of the Jazz win tonight, we're going to add $200 to that. So we're going to offer $500 off right. the premium package. Hey, nice. That's a big I'm, deal. I'm predicting it right now. Jazz 127, Clippers 97. So uh, let me put it this way. If you're, <laughs> if you're unable to celebrate a Jazz victory in proper fashion, you might, <laughs> nice. might want to get on the phone. That's, uh, that's our new tagline. <laughs> All right. There you go. Making it happen. I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean, Jake? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, why don't you call Premier Wave Therapy and you can find out. How <laughs> about that, it. right? They'll, they'll get it all you have figured out. Call. We'll get you all fixed up so you can celebrate in proper fashion. <laughs> and, of course, you guys have the best technology out there because, uh, frankly, you develop part of it. Yep, I developed part of it. We have brand-new lasers, brand-new technology, great protocols that we've worked really hard on perfecting, so... It's a great time, All Doc. Right. Is there any way? Is there anything that uh, your your clientele should worry about when they do it? I mean, is it scary? Is it hurtful somehow? In pain, that sort of thing? Yeah, there's no. It's painless. There's no pain. There's very little. I mean, there's no downtime. There's very little complications. Really, the only comp, the only thing we recommend is to do not have a penile implant because it can destroy that the treatment. But other than that, there's really no contraindications. All right, here is the number to call, 385-360-WAVE. Take advantage of that great deal the good doctor was just talking about, 385-360-WAVE, or drop by their office, 2505 East, 3300 South. Doctor, thank you very much. Yeah, go Jazz. All right, there you go, our friend Dr. Johnson from Premier Wave Therapy. We'll get that winner to Gordon's Would You Rather. We're sending somebody to the playoff game coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30-point bell. Jazz have a one-game-to-none lead in their best-of-seven series with the L.A. Clippers game two tonight here at Vivint Arena. Joe Ingles talked about how the Jazz can be better tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think we, I, I do think we got better as the game went on. I think our making shots obviously helps that. And I think that was one thing you obviously take away. We, we were able to still be in the game. Like, if you missed 21 straight shots, that, could easily be a 15-20-0 run, which we're able to obviously hold pretty steady. And, and I think the biggest it got out to was like 14 or 15, whatever the lead was. So, yeah, we're not going to, we're not planning to miss 21 tonight. That was the main talk about the film this morning. Tip-off tonight coming your way a little after 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage uh, with Tim Lacoma and myself will begin at 7 from the plaza out front of Vivint Arena. This uh, update brought to you by our friends at Syringa Networks. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. 
Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Want to remind you about our friends at Rough Tough. They set the industry standard for custom seat covers for cars, trucks, SUVs, and UTVs. Get the best fit seat covers for the make, model, of and year of your vehicle. And do business with a Utah company that's been in business since 1976. Check them out today at roughtough.com. That's roughtough.com. You ready to get a winner? I am ready. All right, we've been giving Gordon Would You Rather's all show. He's done four of them, and uh, we're going to get out of the zone phone, and our contestant has to get all four right and uh, of what you picked, and then that listener will be going to the game tonight. Okay. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right, uh, let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now, James. Hello, James. Hello, how you doing? We're great. Uh, I, I take it you uh, want to go to the game tonight. Yes, I'd love to. Okay, you get the the premise. I'm assuming you've been listening to all show. You've got to uh, get pick Gordon's answer correctly. Okay. That's right. Yep. All right, James. Uh, first one. We just gave it out, so we'll give you the easy one first. Uh, when Gordon was asked, "Would you rather get a big Lakers neck tattoo that cannot be removed or walk to Mexico?" His answer was, "He's walking to Mexico." He is walking to Mexico. Mexico or bust, baby. <laughs> All right. In the uh, 4 o'clock hour, we asked Gordon, would you rather have to announce it every time you break wind or have an ear removed? Gordon's answer was? He would rather announce passing wind every time. I'm so opposite of you on this one. I'd rather lose the ear. Absolutely. Well, you don't listen, so you don't need it. Yeah, that's true. All right, so uh, two for two here, James. All right, in the 3 o'clock hour, we asked Gordon, would you rather be uh, be able to wear only underwear forever or Porky Piggott to one very important press conference where he has to ask at least one question? He chose to Porky Piggott. <laughs> he did. Which I 100% would well, go the opposite you're gonna, way. There. For the rest of your life, for your next 50 years, you're yes. going to walk around in your nothing but your underwear. Because your life is over after you show up at a press conference. With well, what's the, your life when you walk around? Where do you go in your underwear? It's, it's not over, like, being dragged I, and Jake, humiliated. Look, I know you think you're walking like... Uh, uh, Calvin Klein commercial or something, but no, that would get real old. I real would just quick. stay home. Just stay home. All right. Uh, the final one, James, you are three for three in the two o'clock hour. We asked Gordon, would you rather perpetually emit wasp pheromone or randomly guaranteed three rattlesnake bites at some point during your life? Gordon chose to uh, perpetually emit wasp pheromone. That is correct. Well James, done. Are, four for four. You are good. James, you are going to the game tonight. Uh, who are you taking? Awesome, my wife. All right, oh, James. James. What's her name? Crystal. 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 Right. Shout James out to Crystal. Crystal. Enjoy the game tonight, James. Hang on because Austin needs your info, so don't hang up. Hang on, all right? Yep, thank you. Congrats, James. Enjoy the game. James and Crystal going to the game. Thanks for listening to that. That's tough. You have to listen to all four hours to get that correct. That's so, hard to do, yeah, man. That is hard. 
Okay, the one I agree, I disagree with you on the most is the underwear or the porky pig in it. But I, I disagree with you on the wasp and the, the, I'll take the three random rattlesnake bites. You're going to wear underwear for the rest of your freaking life. That's it. Yeah. You can't do that. How can you do that? You can't show up at a public press one conference time? with yes, no. It's you can't. One time. You can't do that. The rest either. of my life, I'm all right. You'd be I ruined. The, I get the pain. No, I'd do something else. Your your no pants or underwear columnist for the rest of your life. I, then I wouldn't. Maybe I would. Do all it. the good work you've done throughout your years, all the great columns, all the <laughs> reputation you built. Would you be known as Gordon the Great Columnist or Gordon the Pantsless Wonder? No, I'd be known as Gordon. Wow. Oh, stop. Well, I'm excited that James and Crystal get to go to the game. That's, yeah, that's great. That's that's really cool. And thanks for listening again. All right. We'll get back to the jazz coming up next. <laughs> uh, Austin, how many of those did you agree with Gordon's answer on? Uh, let me see. I would have chosen uh, the uh, not the pheromone. I would have chosen the rattlesnake. Yeah, I would have too. Okay. I definitely would have chosen the underwear. Me too. Yep. How, how can you guys do that? You you can't. You're gonna wear underwear and nothing else to write. Don't ever like, have to go in public. Yeah, you can what, just what stay home. We can't that was stay. not that was not part of the you're, rule. Wait, you're gonna stay home for fifty years? Yeah. Well, I can go into my backyard or something. <laughs> you're gonna show up at a press conference wearing nothing but a t-shirt? One time. One time, and then the pain is over. After you get out of jail. <laughs> right. So, 0 for 3 on that one. Yeah. All right. So, uh, oh, that, that wouldn't, uh, the pass gas, I, I would have chosen. Uh, I would not have chosen the pass gas. You'd lose the ear. I'd lose one ear. Yeah, me too. For sure. And what about the Lakers tattoo or Mexico? That one's tough. I think I choose walking to Mexico um, because. I don't want a neck tattoo necessarily. I especially don't want a Lakers neck tattoo. We were joking about this. Imagine how annoying it would be everybody coming up to you and be like, wow, you really like the Lakers a lot. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll take my chances with the wilderness, I suppose. Walking to Mexico. Yeah. Okay. So I agreed one of four. All right. I, I think you guys are, are mixed up on this a little bit. Really? Some of the answers are much easier the other direction. Well, shout out to James. Uh, congratulations. Enjoy the game tonight. <laughs> our winners I mean, today were uh, James, D- Drew, and Scott were our winners. All right. James, Drew, and Scott. What? I mean, what? how often do you guys break wind? I mean, it, it doesn't seem like you'd have to say that that often. It's not the oftenness of it. It's the situation of it all. Well, I don't go around, you know, usually uh, – Breaking wind uh, in public all the time. Uh, Doctors say the average person farts anywhere from 5 to 15 times per day. (laughs) Well, I don't think I have done that today. You haven't farted all day? You might need to see a doctor. Yeah, you're you're lying about that. I am. Not since I've been here. Do you have an intestine? Yes, I do. Then you have farted. All right. We'll talk more jazz basketball. Let's get more into this. Coming up next. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think we will, actually. You think uh, jazz players break wind when they're going in for a layup or something? Well, it's a good would, way to clear the lane. I'd wait, <laughs> I'd wait till I was on defense, yeah. 
Uh, let's right. see. The top 1660s back on the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hanson Scotty will announce another member of the top 60 players in the state of Utah as we count you down to the start of the college football season. It's the top 60 in 60 presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon only on the Zone Sports Network. Does anybody out there agree with my answers? You guys really got me worried now. You wouldn't do it. You disagreed with almost every one. At Gordon Monson, let me know. Did I pick the wrong See, here's, here's the thing. You, we talk about you can always stay home in your underwear. If you had uh, emitted a, a wasp pheromone, you'd have to stay home. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yes, there you are wouldn't. wasps everywhere. There are wasps everywhere. <laughs> you could never like go to the woods or go boating or anything like that ever again. You right? could move to Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to move to like the the uh, the polar where the yeah, where but it's at all least cold. The, unless there were killer bees, I wouldn't die. You want to three get... rattlesnake bikes uh, unless you develop some sort of. We can carry some around of... some antivenom there and yeah. get to the hospital. Do you really want to be swarmed by wasps every time you go <laughs> outside the front door? Wear heavy clothing. You know what? That was a really fun game. We should do that more. <laughs> Stay tuned. More next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Utah Jazz Playoff Basketball on the Zone Sports Network. The Utah Jazz are back in action tonight, looking to take a two-game-to-nothing lead over the L.A. Clippers after their 112-109 win on Tuesday night. Tip-off is at 8 o'clock tonight. Pre-game coverage starts at 7 on the Zone. When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every moment on the Zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. There isn't much that makes Austin Horton angry. Wait, who are we kidding? Almost everything makes Austin upset. This is Austin's airing of grievances. The tradition begins with the airing of grievances. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time for Austin's List, brought to you uh, today by our friends at Cypress Credit Union. For a limited time only, get a free Utah Jazz signed Joe Ingles jersey when you open a new dream checking account. With direct deposit at Cypress Credit Union. Cypress Credit Union, your future is our future. Austin Horton, our producer, has an enemies list someplace you don't want to find your name, but yet we put names on it all the time. Who's making the list today, Austin? Uh, a man in Northern California, Santa Rosa. Uh, I don't have his name, uh, so I, I can't uh, call him out by name, but the authorities have him in custody. Okay. Why? Have you ever been to a, a winery up in uh, Napa Valley? Jake? I have. You yes, t- I've been to several. Did you go out? Is that your honeymoon? No, you uh, went to Fiji. Anniv- it was an anniversary a couple years ago, but yeah. yeah. It, great fun. And Gordon, you're familiar with... Yes, I'm familiar, but I have not actually visited uh, a vineyard there. Well, uh, the man was discovered Tuesday in uh, in Santa Rosa uh, on a wi- in a winery by a deputy responding to a suspicious call... Or a call about a suspicious vehicle parked in at the at the winery. The deputy walked the property and saw a hat on a piece of farming equipment. Then found the man stuck inside the shaft of a vineyard fan. Now, what is a vineyard fan? 
it's it looks more like a windmill. Mm-hmm. It's got that big jets look like, like on a telephone pole, and then there's a big propeller on the top. The man had crawled through uh, a, a uh, electric board access port on the side and had become lodged inside the shaft of that fan. He'd been there for two days. Wow, he's lucky to be alive. He is lucky to be alive. They asked him what he was doing, and so he goes on the list for that, Uh but then he goes on the list for this. He said, I'm a photographer. I I have a great interest in photographing old farm equipment. So I went in, I crawled in there to try and get a cool angle. This is what the police then said. After a thorough investigation, which revealed the farm equipment wasn't antique and the man had far more methamphetamine than camera equipment, the motivation to climb into the fan shaft remains a quote-unquote total mystery. Okay, no, well, it doesn't. I, it's, I, it's the meth. I've never, I've never used meth before, but would that make him think he was a photographer and he wanted a good no, angle? No, no, <laughs> Maybe, but two days had gone by since he had used meth. He just still had it on him and in his vehicle. He was stuck in the shaft, couldn't use it. So he, he had sobered up by this time. So I think, I don't know, I don't know why you're putting him on the list. I think you're shafting him. Wow. Gordon's pro-meth use. Okay. Wow. That's a, that's a stance. <laughs> no, I feel, I feel sorry for him. I don't put him on my hate list. You know what's a funny thing about those uh, the wine tastings in Napa is they have a, a spit bucket because a lot of wine tasting isn't necessarily about the consuming of the wine, but the you, they swash it around and get the okay. aroma and all that stuff, you know. And so you, and you, what happens if you swallow it all? Then you and, get inebriated. Well, yeah. Well, so we were doing some some wine tastings, and and my wife uh, decided she said, "Oh, can you hand me the spit bucket?" And I said, "What are you doing? Just give it to me." <laughs> Don't need to pour out. She she was gonna she sipped it and she's like, okay, I got the taste. And she was gonna pour the rest of it into the spit bucket. I said, no, no. You know, Dr. Johnson's on the line. I wonder if you drink too much wine, does that affect your ability to perform? Do you want to answer that, Dr. Johnson, or no? Uh, yes, it does. Okay. <laughs> yes and no. It uh, can inhibit your ability to perform, but it disinhibits your ability to be afraid, so to speak. <laughs> all right. All right. There you go. Our friend Dr. Johnson is joining us now from uh, Premier Wave Therapy. And, uh, hey, breaking out a huge deal for our listeners, really saving them some money. Yeah, in honor of the Jazz victory tonight, we're uh, getting giving extra $200 off a treatment package. So our grand opening special is $300 off, uh, coupled with the Jazz victory tonight, that's $200 off. And even if they don't win, we'll still give you the – the whole $500 off. So saving some money, almost 25% off. And, hey, we had the the pleasure of uh, meeting your staff, seeing your great facility uh, a couple of weeks ago. You guys really have a great group. Yep, yep. One of the nice things is we have an all-certified staff, meaning all of our treatment providers have been through at least 1,200 hours of laser and medical device training, and they're certified and licensed in the state. I don't know if any other provider can say that, but we've all been through extensive training. And it only took me uh, 14 years after high school to get through medical school in my training. So there you go. <laughs> all right. Hey, Dr. Johnson, I have a question for you. How do your, how do your patients uh, react afterward? Are they, what's, what's their emotional state? They're good. They're really excited, actually. We've done several patients, and all of them have just complimented us on our professionalism and 
how nice our providers are. We have great staff, you know, and they're very professional, very kind, you know, and so it's great, great staff to work with, and everyone's been really happy. Awesome. Well, here's the number to call, 385-360-WAVE, 385-360-WAVE. Talk, uh, take advantage of the great deal the doctor was talking about. You can also stop by their office, 2505 East, 3300 South. Dr. Johnson, a pleasure to have you aboard today. Thanks. Yeah, you guys have a nice night, and go Jazz. All right, that's Premier Wave Therapy, 385-360-WAVE. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Go Zone. Jazz! Woohoo! Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Coming up next, Jazz Game Night pregame show kicks off. We're getting you ready for Jazz Clips, game number two. Uh, how do you see this one going tonight, Gordo? How do I see it going? I think you hit the nail on the head. I think both teams will play better than they did in game one. I'm, I'm almost certain of it with the Jazz. Uh, the Clippers... I expect Kawhi Leonard to be better and Paul George. I think their stars will both be better. But will that be enough to counter uh, all the uh, you know the Jazz players uh, playing better other than Donovan because he played so well the first time around? And do some other players on the Clippers play worse? And yes. what adjustments does Ty Lue make? I think that'll be fascinating. You know, that's a great point because Luke Kennard is – I mean, I know that sometimes an individual player will get comfortable against the Jazz. Maybe somebody who doesn't usually play all that well, who plays well against the Jazz. Austin Rivers, right? Yep. That's a good one. Linus Plaza. And so maybe maybe Luke Kennard feels that way about playing the Jazz. I don't know. But uh, we'll see. I expect both teams to play. I I guess if you're asking me who I'm picking, I I think I'd go with the Jazz. Yeah. That would be. But I'm guessing. I don't know. To, to, you know, I guess win both at home, to not be scrambling in the series, I, mean, I think that would be a pretty big deal. Yeah, if you think the team with the lower seed is always going to get game two, then what's the use of having home court advantage? I mean, yeah, the Jazz are favored tonight for a reason. Well, home court advantage doesn't mean a whole lot. You and I have argued about that a, long, a lot. Uh, I, I think it does matter. It, apparently, it didn't matter in the Mavs Clippers series too much, but I think it it does. It's a huge boost to the Jazz. They've talked a lot about it. Home court advantage is a huge boost, or playing at home is a huge boost. Well, I, I'm I'm saying both. I don't think home court advantage is a huge boost. Hmm. I think they, you know, you play better at home, sure. But statistically, I mean, it seems to make a difference. Does it? Or does statistically the better team usually has home court advantage? Well, what? (laughs) No, because sometimes, (laughs) sometimes, sometimes sometimes that's a key word there. Sometimes a better team is on the road and loses because the other team has the advantage of playing at home. But I mean, the team with home court advantage, most of the time, if not all, not all, uh, has home court advantage. I get you now. Yeah. That's a fact. So that skews that stat just a tad, <laughs> don't you think? Jake, we're, we are arguing in a circle here. No, we're not. I'm right. A team play, and it ends a team, there. A team playing at home has an advantage. Jazz game night pregame Jeez. show coming up next here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Cut my ear off.